welcome to the Podcock Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Uh, Bobby Russell is on the program. Hey, how's everybody doing? And uh, Bryce Baumgartner as well. Full boat tonight. What's up, man? Hey, good to be back. Uh, it's a great evening. Ready to talk some football. Yeah, tonight, uh, Big 12 preview. Uh, we'll go through our tiers, give out our uh, picks. Um, will the Big 12 have a representative in the playoff? We'll talk a little bit about that. Do some realignment talk at the end, but um, let's jump right in. We'll give out our best of the best uh, snake draft in it. Uh, I will start tonight's snake draft, of course, to remind you, the listener at home, and the three of us, uh, the categories are uniform, we'll go first, stadium, second, coach, player, then game involving a Big 12 team uh, for 2021 season. Um, So... With the first pick, I will go with the Texas Longhorns, just classic. I like the road ones better, the white on the burn orange, but, you know, the, the all-white look, but that burn orange and white, it just pops. Uh, it's classic. Not too much flash or flare, but uh, give me the horns um, for the first one-of-one one pick on uh, the uniform. Bobby, you have the second pick in the first round. Yeah, I feel like you took – that that was one one for me. Um, Texas is the burnt orange and the longhorn helmet, especially when they put the numbers over top of the steer, mm-hmm. and and that that's like the best look on that. Uh, my pick, I'm gonna take. Oh boy, if if West Virginia would have had their old mid 2000s uniform still, I would have with them. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State. Uh, you know they get they get the cowboy on the helmet. Um, sometimes they rock with like the sheriff symbol. Um, they have like the gloss black, the white with the chrome. Uh, their orange is kind of that, it's a little bit darker orange that pops more like under the lights and T Boone's pickings. Um, so I got, I got to go to state. Give me the Cowboys. All right. Bryce, you'll uh, back clean or a third here. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, so. a lot of orange, orange so yeah. far. <laughs> Uh, now spill your baby. Yeah, yeah, I like it as a Browns fan. <laughs> so, um, no, just to talk a little bit, you know, I, I, OK State is great, and then, um, yeah, I think you're either like a love it or a hate it with the burnt, burnt orange. You know, it's it's something that grows, it definitely uh, grows on you. I'm I'm gonna do a different color here, and when I thought uniforms, I thought, you know, every time I see these guys, they usually got a pretty clean uniform. And I'm gonna say the uh, the horn frogs up there in Fort Worth. I'll take TCU's uniforms and just kind of the, what they can do with them. They do like the uh, they're around the neck, like the they almost look like diamonds, but they're supposed to be whatever I guess around the horn, the, the horn horns around the neck there. So. Um, yeah, TCU it is. Yeah, I like that because, you know, they, they incorporate a little gray, but purple, white, and black, it just kind of – it plays. I, I feel like you can't really screw that up. So I just – I think of, like, LaDainian Tomlinson with the black visor yes. and how, how, how sleek mm-hmm. that was. So, um, and they've done a pretty good job of changing, keeping, every like, everything interesting, and just their combinations are great. One of the best one-off helmet stickers is the Rose Bull Horn Frog when it has the rose in its mouth. That yeah. was one of the best yep. helmets ever. Tank yep. uh, Tank uh, Carter, all those that that really yeah, cool team. that was a great Lord. team. Yeah, good game. All right, Bobby, you're up next. Uh, stadium, Big Twelve Stadium. Ooh, Big Twelve Stadiums. I'm gonna go with the only one I've been to and seen a game on the sidelines, and that is West Virginia Stadium. Uh, Son of a bitch. Morgantown is a great college city. It's like OU in West Virginia. It's the people there are awesome. <laughs> Super laid back, liberal city. 
and then they're crazy about football there. And, you know, country roads after the game's over and staying for a win. Yeah, that's you can't beat that. And it's one of like it gives you chills, like even though it's not like one of the teams you root for. It's it's one of the best things in sports. I agree with that. That that was my number one. Bryce, you're up next. Hmm. Stadiums. All right. I'll go. I'll stick with um. I don't say stick with them. No, I'm going to go uh, the Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium, OU, a.k.a. Palace on the Prairie uh, down there in Norman. Um, I've, again, been, I've been to that one. A um, lot of fun, great atmosphere. They just, just did some nice renovations to it. Um, open container all around the, around the stadium and, and in town, so everyone's just boozing it up. Uh, friendly people. Um, Overall, just a great experience. I would I would recommend anybody to go there and just get tre- they're going to get treated really nice and uh, nice clean stadium. Nothing special, not like huge, uh, but probably sits around eighty thousand, big enough to where you, it's a it's a big time atmosphere, but not like the shoe or Penn State or you know Michigan, one of those. So yeah, Sooners. they uh, yeah they've expanded that over the last few years too. It used to just kind of be open ended. Um, I'm going to go with another one that's expanded. Or expanded, I should say. I'm going to go UT. I'll take Texas. Uh, Royal Memorial, um, 95,000, I think. It's the capacity there. Um, I don't know. I just – there's not much to pick from, really, in the Big 12. I, West Virginia was my top pick. I've also been there. Uh, Bobby, I agree with you a thousand percent. They just make you feel, make you feel welcomed. Um, very hilly. I mean, it is West Virginia, so but um, give me give me Texas. I mean, um, I think when that place is right, it's uh, it's a good probably be a really good atmosphere. Austin's kind of a cool place, so uh, yeah, that'll that'll do for the stadiums. All right, Bryce, get up first here, Coach. Um, where where are you going here? Uh, I know where I want to go, but I think, boy, it's actually. You know, this this got me thinking just kind of how good the coaches are in this conference. There's some there's some really good coaches in this conference when you kind of think mm-hmm. about it. They're all special. Um, so I know my fan favorite in my heart. I'm not going to pick them. I'll let somebody else pick them. The number one spot, I will give uh, Lincoln Riley all his credit. And, um, yeah, with his age, he's like 37, 38. Um, just kind of what he's done in his short time there pulling in recruits left and right. Um, yeah. I think Lincoln Riley is, is got a lot of potential. It's be interesting to see him and day and, and Kirby smart who gets the, the, their first uh, championship here. So I'll say Lincoln. All right. That leaves the door wide open. I'm going to kick it in. Give me Matt Campbell. Um, I mean, I'm hoping he's not at Iowa States too long. But uh, he's done a hell of a job. <laughs> Where else would he go? Notre Dame? Yeah, we got, we got, we got a guy like in the wing. I'd like to see him go to a little place, Ann Arbor. But <laughs> besides the point, I mean, just the doormat they were. I mean, they had some years where they had Troy Davis running back back in the, the late 90s or 2000s. The Seneca Walsh years weren't great. I mean, he was exciting. Um, they had that upset over Oklahoma State. Um when they were like top two in the in the BCS that one year, that Whedon team. But I mean, they went nine and three last year, um, th- and played for the Big Twelve Championship game. He's been slowly building it up, and they are kind of like 
right there, neck and neck, really, Bobby, if you think about it, like, other than Notre Dame, who has, like, the tight end depth, it seems like, the last few years as, as Iowa State? I mean, they, they just seem like they've kind of went in in that position. They've, they've churned out some running backs to uh, the NFL. I think Brees Hall will, will get there eventually, too. But uh, Matt Campbell, he's my guy uh, at number two. All right, number number three, pick of coaches. I'm, I'm kind of split between two, and uh, I'm going to go with the, the guy I relate to mostly just because uh, he, he sweats a ton, usually changes yes. his shirt at halftime. Give me Gary Patterson down at yeah. TCU as well. Uh, hell of a defensive coach, been there forever. Um, you know, he was there in the early 2000s when they started their return to prominence. Uh, like you said, you remember that uh, Alamo Bowl against Oregon when they came back from like 34 down at halftime to win him changing the shirt. And, you know, he, he revolutionized the four, two, five defense and kind of inspired me to run that when I coached Alexander. So Gary Patterson's the man. I, I think he's on the way up and I think he's got a job for life there. I don't think they'll ever get rid of him. Yeah. Great yeah, guy. yeah. Yeah. He's been there 21 years. I mean, um, They've had a dip here and there, but they've been pretty damn consistent. Annie's took them across three different conferences in the last, what, 15, 10, 15 years. So he's done a hell of a job. Shout uh, out Gundy. Shout out Mike Gundy, by the way. Yeah, that was, Gun- he was uh, right that there. Was, that was my other one. Gundy, and then I don't – I thought about putting Sark there, but I guess I have to see it to, right. to come to fruition. I do think he could be the guy at Texas, but, uh, you know, I – We'll see. All right, player. I mean, this is this is a layup. I got the first pick for player. This one, I'm going Spencer Rattler, uh, Oklahoma's QB. Um, going to be a Heisman candidate this year. Um, OU has playoff aspirations. Uh, he could be the first quarterback, maybe the number one overall draft pick come next April for the draft. So, um, yeah, at the most important position, I feel like he's the best player in the conference. Uh, Bobby, number two. Uh, so I'm not going to take best available here. I'm going to take a guy who's known for more of his name than of his abilities. I'm going to go with Dicker, the kicker, Cameron Dicker in Texas. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know, you love him when he makes a good kick. If he misses the game winning kick, he's the worst guy in the world. Um, you know, it's always funny to hear on ESPN Dicker from 48 Dicker from 37 and, yep. you know, I think he's been there forever. I think he's going to be one of those guys like a sixth year with his free COVID year. Yeah. With that name, why not stay in college as long as you can and just slay, you know? I bet he he makes a killing off of the NIL. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, give me me Dicker the kicker. Yeah. Dudes, dudes, real quick, he is still listed as a junior in the (laughs) Phil Steele book, book I have open right now. That Yeah, he made that kick to beat Oklahoma as, as a true freshman, so that kind of sticks in your crawl. But, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that he's on the Perry Ellis, Kansas basketball plan. <laughs> Aaron Craft. Yes. Aaron Craft, yes. All right, Bryce, who's, uh, who's your player in the Big 12? Hmm. Okay, this is somebody if I'm buying, you know, buying a stock, you know, this is who I'm buying. He's probably able to get him fairly cheap. Well, maybe, maybe not. He's probably – He's a five-star guy. It's not the normal running back people would probably favorite, but I like Bijan Bijan Robinson out of of Texas. Real, real explosive um, for a freshman. You know, on a team that was kind of average. You know, uh, he showed lots of flashes, and 
considering he was formerly committed to Ohio State, that one kind of stung. And, um, you know, good for Texas. Um, I think they're going to ride him hard this year. I think he's going to get tons of carries. And I don't know. I'd be interested to see what his Heisman odds are. Wouldn't be – I know it's a quarterback uh, award, but we just had a receiver. So, I think we might be due for a running back. So, I'll take him instead of Hall, who's uh, who's a stud uh, from Iowa State, Reese Hall. So, All right. Uh, Bobby, uh, you have the first – or wait. Yeah, you got the first pick for a game here between – could be a Big 12 game, a non-conference game, whatever. Mm. You know, one, one I think that's really a game that's going to be underrated um, that might actually be one of the best games in the early season. It'll take place week two. Uh, old matchup of the Southwest Conference, Texas versus Arkansas, two classic uniforms, a helmet game. You know, you get the Hog versus the Longhorn. Um, there used to be that big rivalry. Uh, Arkansas is a little bit better. I think it might be a better game. Uh, but with Sark in his first year at Texas, I think it's going to be a good early season test to see where each of them are at. And it's also a preview of 2025 when they both play in the same conference. Or sooner. Who yeah. knows? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Bryce. Your board is yours. Um, yeah. So this is I'll, – I'll, maybe I'll save you the layup on this one. But give me some nostalgia here. Give me Oklahoma. Uh, September 18th. Um, could you imagine if, I mean, Nebraska could pull pull that one off? I'd say a lot to the Big Ten. That'd be a big joke to, you know, them joining the SEC if they took a loss early to, like, an underperforming uh, Nebraska team. And then imagine what that would do for Nebraska. I mean, Frost would look like a badass. Everyone would be like, oh, shit, here we go. Maybe that's all they need is a big win like that to get everything going. Why not against a former uh, former rival? Uh, in Oklahoma. So give me that one. Plus us growing up, those games between those two schools in the, in the early two thousands were, I mean, that was the top 10 matchup at minimum every year. They they yeah. played back in their, in their big 12 days. So a lot on the line in that one. Yeah. That's a helmet game too. So yeah. um, I'm not going to take the layup. I'm going to go November 20th. I'm going to go Iowa state going to Norman and taking on the Sooners. Um, could be just a rematch uh, a couple weeks after that, but uh, you never know. I mean, you kind of look at Oklahoma's schedule, very, very manageable. Um, you know, Nebraska, West Virginia at K-State, Texas, TCU. is kind of that middle stretch from the late part of September into the middle part of October. But after that, it's clean. They only go to Kansas. Uh, Baylor on the road might be tricky, but that's, that's after a bye. Um, so they could be 10 and 0 going into that one. And if Iowa state gets through that week two in-state rivalry game against Iowa, um, they have to go to West Virginia and then at Texas tech at Kansas state. So they got a little cloudier road, but that could be, you know, two unbeatens or, or two top 10 teams in the playoff rankings at that point. Um, obviously Bedlam and, and the red river shootout got left off our boards, Right. Uh, but big uh, rivalries. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at with, you know, not knowing where Texas is. Are they back? I mean, that's the question every year, but uh that that's the draft. Um all right. I guess we could do it kind of like last time. Um I'll get I got my tears wrote down. I could run through them and you guys could go after me or kind of do whatever you want and then we'll get to predictions here, but 
Um, four tiers. No offense to Lance Leopold, who took the Kansas job. Maybe a, a Big Ten member down the road, but uh, Kansas is in that bottom tier. Tier three, um, which is the mediocre tier. I have Kansas State, Baylor, and Texas Tech. Um, no offense to Kansas State. They're going to be the same, just the same kind of team every year. Baylor's probably improving. Texas Tech will probably score a bunch of points and not stop anybody. Uh, tier two, I got TCU, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Texas. I think all four of those teams do have the ability to kind of compete. Will they? Um, there's still some question marks. And, and tier one, I, I do have a Iowa State in that top tier. Uh, with Oklahoma, I think those two have kind of separated themselves on paper going into 2021. Um, if Bobby or Bryce, whoever wants to go first, uh, they have their own tier or, or something to add, go for it. Yeah, my, mine is exactly the same as yours with one addition to the top tier. Uh, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders coming back at quarterback. I think he's going to have a rebound year. And then the Oklahoma State defense, probably the best defense in the conference this year. Um, they have you know, three or four guys loaded here to be first-team defense. Um, you know, I, I think they'll, they'll lose probably both to Iowa State and Oklahoma, but it won't be blowouts or heartbreaking losses like before. It'll be either a good game or they're just completely out of it. So I, that's the only other omission that I had in there. Just a quick point before Bryce goes. They are currently uh, Oklahoma State, that is, 12-1, to 1, so decent value. And um, you do get Oklahoma at home, but you go to Texas, Iowa State, West Virginia. And then um, they go to Boise, kind of a fun non-conference game in September 18th. So uh, not not the easiest of schedules, but uh, I like their back too, L.D. Brown. Um, you know, of course, losing Chuba hurts. I don't think he's at that level that Chuba was, but he, he was a pretty good back last year and some spot duty. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty similar again with with everybody else. I would say say like, what your your bottom would be Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech. Then I've got Kansas State, and I'm thinking West Virginia, kind of there, like middle of the pack tier, kind of more of a contender would be TCU, OK State, and Texas. I think they can, you know, just depending on the first two or three games, one of those could jump up and and certainly knock off. You know, I'm playing the Big 12 championship. So, but then, but then I'm right, right with you, um, with Iowa State and Oklahoma being at the top. I think it's destined to happen. Obviously, was it was it a rematch from last year? Is that right? Yeah, that, yeah. So, I just think with these young coaches, like we we talked about, um, it's too bad we can't see them kind of get a rivalry going because um, that could happen, but. Are we gonna go about uh, who we're who we're picking? Are you are you are you manning that up? Well, I got I just got one point. I think you know I I almost took a flyer on West Virginia. I don't know why I, I'm feeling Neil Brown year three, um, nine returning starters on offense, eight on defense. Right now they're fifty to one to win the Big Twelve. And if you look at their schedule, it's forty third toughest right now going into the season. Um, but they go to Oklahoma early in the year. I think if you're going to get Oklahoma, that that would help getting them early in the year. Um, then they go to TCU and Baylor. The rest are home games in the conference, um, and they're kind of spread out. They got a 
tough stretch October 23rd through November 6th at TCU, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. Um, but, you know, they go to Maryland. I mean, I know that's not a Big 12 game, but go to Maryland and Virginia Tech on the schedule. So I don't know if they're going to have, like, a crazy gaudy record or a ranking even. But I like Jared Doji at, at the quarterback spot, uh, Letty Brown at the running back spot. I think, you know, Dante Seals leads the – Dante Stills leads the defense on the defense line. Um, you know, it's not the West Virginia we grew up with, just high scoring, up tempo, uh, fun. But I, I think they're kind of a solid team, and maybe they can make some noise and maybe just throw a 20 on it and see what happens, I guess would be my last piece of advice on that. Anybody want to guess where West Virginia finished in recruiting rankings in 2019 as a team? Uh, let's see. I'm, if you're bringing it up, I'm I'm thinking it's really low. <laughs> I was curious. Uh, okay, they, fin- they finished behind the Bobcats, didn't they? Uh, well, I was, well, was going to guess that they finished higher than wasn't USC's really really bad here, like nineteen yeah, and twenty nineteen. Yeah, USC's was was very bad. No, they did not. They didn't finish in front of at least in this year, front of uh, or behind OU. Uh, I'll just say they're sitting at forty eighth. Um, sandwiched right between Maryland and Duke, mm. so uh, they did bounce back, and they're you know in the, closer to the 30s, like 35 or 36 for 2020. But you know, these are the these are your your you know, recruiting rankings do matter. I'm a, I'm a believer in that. So you know, you're you're starting to think what what's there. Of course, I don't know as far as transfers go and that type of thing. But you know, the core of your your team. The experts think they're they're rotten, <laughs> so so there's that. But we'll know, you got you got to play football though. We'll see. All right, um, all right. Picks. I mean, I'm I'm on o, OU over Iowa State, um, in the in the Big Twelve championship game, and playoff percentage. I would I would put it at like forty. I think Oklahoma, you know, if they stay relatively clean, which I think they have the schedule to do so. Um. Yeah, I I think they could be the third or fourth seed. Um, Bryce, Bobby, your thoughts, your predictions, whatever. Uh, I'm right there at, with Oklahoma, and my gut was my gut. I swear it was forty, and then you said it. I'm like, yeah, I guess I guess that's right. It's just, um, you know, yeah, they, a little they, little less than yet fifty fifty chance, you know. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes, like when this stuff happens, and there's a lot of negative, you know, press and stuff around your team with the fact you're leaving, you know, it pisses people off. Maybe that's something that pisses them off and says, like, screw it, we don't need, you know, to join the SEC to win a national championship. Let's go, let's go win one and then shut everybody up. So, now you see that happening. Like, I, like I said, I think Lincoln Riley's due. Um, he's a great, great coach. I just, you know, got to get past uh, Iowa State. And you're in. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys. I, Oklahoma, I mean, their non-conference schedule at Tulane, Western Carolina, and Nebraska. I mean, I think they're three and zero there, and then the toughest two toughest games of the year outside of the Texas game, which is a toss up. Usually, they home to Iowa State and at Oklahoma State to end the year. Um, I, I think they go undefeated through regular season. I think they beat Iowa State in the Big Twelve championship again, and. I'd, I'd, I'd put the Big 12 at 60% playoff just because Oklahoma, okay. if 
if they're a one loss Oklahoma or an undefeated team, that's usually better than what the Pac-12 can bring you. Uh, if Notre Dame is a one loss team, they're probably put a one loss Oklahoma or a one loss Iowa State head over the Irish just based off of the championship game. Um, and I, I, I just think that the Big 12 just has that more recognition. Uh, middle of the country, everybody watches the Big 12 there. So I, I, I feel like they have a much better chance of getting that team with one or two losses in than some other conferences do. I, I thought about this the other day. What if, and Bryce, you kind of triggered it about, you know, this could be the last year, one of the last years of, of Oklahoma and Texas playing in the Big 12. What if there's just kind of like this, um, I guess, like a sabotage campaign? Now, I don't really think that would happen because I think the conference would want that last few checks of a team getting into the playoffs. But what if there's just like some scorn, some scorn lovers where, you know, the officiating really, really favors the opponent of Oklahoma and Texas all year where it's almost like blatantly obvious. I thought that could be um, just kind of a funny subplot. Like, I don't think it would ever happen, but um, I guess you never know. I mean, yeah, I'm sure stranger things have happened. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly a possibility. Uh, why not? Fuck it. They're leaving. I'm just, you know, we'll get in, we'll get into it, but it's just crazy. Yeah, well, let's, you know, let's go now. Okay. Let's, let's go now. Um, I mean, just, it, it seemed like it picked up steam. Uh, the week it's about, you know, 10 days old, I guess the news, but Oklahoma and Texas informed the big 12 that they are in fact going to go to the Southeastern conference. Uh, 2025, I guess that's the projected, uh, year the date but i mean if covid taught us anything about how these athletic departments these conferences can kind of um like basically they can do whatever they want and they can do it at whatever speed they want um so i i think it's going to happen sooner i guess throwing it around to you guys i'll start with bobby then bryce just what was your initial thoughts and do you think we are going to have to wait till 2025 to see this happen or much sooner yeah i when I first saw the report, I was like, you know, I didn't really think much of it at first. I was like, there, there's always talk. There's probably, it's probably like a bluff to get more money or to get like a big 12 network. Cause I know the Texas has the Texas Longhorn network and all that. Um, and then like you said, it picked up steam over the next few days. And then when it was finally like, they're not on the big 12 call, they informed the sec, they want to come. And then all of a sudden the sec votes 14 to zero which I thought was going to be 13 to one. I did not think A&M would vote yes. Um, They they caved. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, it it sucks losing that one of those marquee conferences that we grew up with football. And I was talking to my dad and he was like, big total like 25 years old. He's like, I remember when it was the big eight, the SWC, he's like Texas play Arkansas. There was like all these Texas schools. He's like, so it doesn't really matter. Geographically speaking, for the SEC, I know it's the Southeast Conference, but I feel like this gives them a lot. Obviously, it gives them a bigger reach. It gives them two marquee name brands. But then you also get, you know, are you going to get an eight-team division or are you going to get, like, the four four pods like the Big East used to do? Um, so, I mean, it will be awesome to see, like, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M together, kind of like the old – it's in the old Big 12 that's in the SEC. Um, it, it's going to create some interesting games, you know, the Oklahoma Alabama game every year, Texas Florida every year. Hopefully, we get A and M Texas back on Thanksgiving night again. That's that's the one game I'm looking forward to from this expansion. 
Um, <laughs> it's going to be nasty. Yeah, like, I would be... love to be in the in the stands for that one. There's so much animosity towards those two schools. It's it's great. And and I'll let you talk about that since you lived down there in Austin for a while. Uh, but it, it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see the dissolution of the Big 12. I think you're going to see some teams go to the Pac-12, some to the Big 10, um, some to the ACC. Maybe West Virginia can get into the ACC and – you know, try to lure one more team in there, maybe get Maryland back somehow. It's just, it's, it's a big domino that just fell in line with NIL this summer. And now this, and then the college football expansion. Um, I, I think this happens well before 2025. I think it happens as early as next year because it's to these people, a small, a loss at this time to, to leave early doesn't even amount to what you're going to make that first SEC game, that first SEC season. So they're going to weigh their options there, and I think they're going to leave early. Yeah, I, I think we would be naive if we if we didn't think this was going to happen. Um, like, you know something's going to happen, and then it happens, you're like, oh, you know, like let's let the dust settle a little bit, and then, yep, okay, it's it's happening. Um, Bobby, I like the I like the pod reference. I, I can see that, how, you know, maybe do some shakeups, do a little realignment, and then, you know, throw a – you know, I don't know, uh, Iowa, Iowa State, Nebraska, Kansas, or whatever in a pod, and then Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State in a pod. I mean, that'd be a, you know, be brutal. But um, I don't know that that'd be kind of a unique idea. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, as, as a traditionalist, it's 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 tough to see, but I mean, it's where it's going. Like people, like we've all you know mentioned the what's all happened, everything kind of gaining some steam, the way uh, like transfer rules are happening, you know, people, it's more of a free agency. Um, it's just the reality. This is where the game's going. It's, it can be tough to swallow at times, but I think once it, it, it happens and we can move on, it'll probably be better for the game, better for the players. Um, and then that way Peacock can sell more games to us. Um, <laughs> and, and Bobby can, can obviously hit on that. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'll be interested to see what the Big Ten does. I know we've all kind of fantasized about, you know, ooh, what, imagine this team in our conference. We've all created our own, like, super conferences. And now it's like, well, who can we grab from where? And, I mean, for we got Nebraska and Rutgers in the same conference. So, you know, anything can happen. I'm not a big logistics guy, but I feel like they're a little far apart, right? So if they can be in the same conference, anything can happen. Yeah, I I think it is going to that too. Like I I think we'll probably end up with maybe four or definitely four, but probably maybe the AAC kind of steps up their thing, and we end up with kind of like an eighty per you know eighty team kind of football subdivision or playoff subdivision or whatever you want to call it, which is fine because if you look at you know, just stadium sizes, athletic budgets, and stuff like that. I mean, we're all pretty damn close and familiar with Ohio University. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that, you know, they operate on a budget very much similar to a Youngstown State and, and the 1AA ranks, or hell, even like. Montana University that isn't one double A, you know what yeah, I mean? Like North Dakota State, like what's that? Like I'd like to see them compared, just for yeah, shits and I, giggles, you know. And I think you could still have that side of D one. You're still yeah. going to have your buy games, you know. Ohio State's going to bring in an, an in state school. They're not going to play. I don't care if the Big Ten has twenty teams 
18 teams, whatever the number ends up being, you're still going to have one or two buy games where you, you write a check, have Akron come in, lose by 56, and you send them down the road with their $900,000 paycheck for coming to Columbus and stuff like that. So, you know, I still think those things are going to happen. Uh, and if you look at it, the SEC, they care much more about football than any other sport, I feel like. I mean, that's not really debatable, um, even though it seems like they're on the basketball side of things. They're really stepping up their their programs with the head coaching hires they've made. But you get two of the top ten premier brands to already join a conference that has, you know, of course, Alabama. Georgia's in the conversation. Florida, Tennessee, if they ever got back. Auburn's up there. A&M, like – and then you add Oklahoma and Texas. So it was just kind of a no-brainer. And my last point I'll make, the first round of realignment that we were alive for, remember, you know, 10, 12 years ago or whatever it was, like Oklahoma and Texas, there was big – or there was Pac-12 rumors. Texas to the Big Ten was a rumor at that time too. Like these two have kind of been like, uh, they've been flirting around the country anyway. And Bryce, you said it, it, it is. it is. It's pretty much like – minor league sports now. I mean, it kind of always has been like the CD underbelly with like boosters paying and whatever, like that's not going away, but at least it's a little bit more above board. I think these TV contracts and, and these budgets like traveling, like it's going to be a first class experience. It doesn't really matter how far it goes. And really like, I know they're associated with the universities and they have to stay eligible as student athletes, allegedly. But I mean, those guys don't have the same school experiences as as the three of us or any regular student body person did. So yeah, there needs to be a, like a commissioner, and because the NCA, yeah, the NCA can't handle this shit. They've proven themselves that they can't. Um, they just need somebody to control this because what's preventing. I don't know. I mean, so what happens if Notre Dame joins the SEC and, and Clemson and Miami and Florida State? Then you're like, okay, <laughs> like what's what's what is this? You know, does it make does it make sense? Like, is it the right thing to do? What's too much? Who can deny it? You know, who can block a block a trade or something like that? I don't know. There just needs to be something over this with some regulations and somebody that stays on it and specializes in this from top to bottom with the playoff committee, like all the way down needs to be run through one thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the NCAA doesn't, they, they just control eligibility and sanctions and shit like that, you know? Yeah. And they run, they run the tournaments for everything except FBS football. Like it's already its own entity. So yeah, yeah. I I, I agree with you a thousand percent. There needs to be, you know, a few people, a czar, a commissioner to, to run things. Bob, I mean, Bobby, I'll ask you this, then, then Bryce. Kansas, there's already Kansas rumors to the Big Ten. Um, now that, on paper, that looks like that's more of a, a basketball decision, honestly. Uh, Kansas might, probably is. It's one of the few com- teams in the country that make revenue in a positive manner with their basketball program. But if Kansas comes like who else, who else is getting plucked from the big 12? Like, I mean, Iowa state. Yeah. Oklahoma state, West Virginia. Those were my thoughts. That's my thoughts with that. Who could be plucked. 
Yeah, now, Bob. With with Kansas, you know, it's I mean, f- what does football do for Kansas? I mean, football at Kansas is it's like it, what used to be football at Kentucky before. I mean, when did you ever hear of Kentucky football before you know, Stoops got there? I mean, they had one or a couple off good years, but they're a basketball school. I don't think, you know, this might be just the independent and me talking, but for someone like Kansas, go independent in football, join the Big Ten and every other Olympic sport, and like like Notre Dame does with ACC, that way you have a home, you play for a conference championship still, you can still make postseason tournaments, but football, then you can start playing, you know, whoever, if play a more winnable schedule, play the teams that will pay you to come in, you know, Missouri would definitely pay a million dollars for Kansas to come back to perform them in the early season. Then you could play, you know, your South Dakotas, your Montanas. You could play those teams in the middle of the country that you can compete with and then actually make some money and actually win and get some recruits in. And then basketball can still stand alone on its own and actually play for actually a play legitimate, for a legitimate championship. Is going on? <laughs> no idea. I hope that stays in. <laughs> <laughs> I was hearing myself talk, and then yeah, chop. <laughs> very, very professional podcasting here. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think they're probably going to stay. You know, or not stay. I think they're going to leave for the Big Ten, Kansas, and you're probably getting the whole, the whole enchilada where you know basketball would be the bell cow. Um, the Big Ten, it they're they're finicky. Where like they still try to play like up this academic thing um, through most of the schools or all the schools. Like you have to be a an AAU member to to be accepted into the Big Ten. That's why you know West Virginia would never be um, not unless they just say fuck it. Like we don't really care. You don't have to be AAU certified. But West Virginia is not an AAU certified school. Um, but I don't know. I th- I think Kansas would be cool for basketball. But yeah, <laughs> there's obviously no benefit right now uh, in the in the football realm of things. Um, I, let's let's call our shot right now. Last thing, and then then we can get out of here. Who's who's the next school to defect? What conference? Who's defecting? Just just a prediction. If I if I could pick one school to defect, I think it would probably probably be Oklahoma State or Kansas State to the Pac twelve. Oh well yeah, I kinda of forgot I kinda of forgot those rumors where they're they're kinda of talking about like an alliance, the Pac twelve and the remaining members of, of what's gonna be left of the Big Twelve or you know they're gonna schedule some non-conference games. I guess that's kind of mm-hmm. the talk, where it's kind of you know the ACC Big Ten Challenge and, and the basketball or the SEC Big Twelve Challenge, where you have these automatically scheduled games. Um, I don't even know if Bryce is still here. Are you still here? No, I yeah, still says connected. So yeah, <laughs> I don't. What a, I hope he's all right. I mean, oh. I'll, there you went. All right. Well, I I think you know, nice tidy forty minutes. We we got through the drafts, made a oh, 
All can, right. Can, I, I was like hearing you guys. I was like, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. They don't give a shit what I'm saying. No, we we're just asking. Like, are you still here? <laughs> like it said, you're connected, and then like it was silent. It was like uh, I blacked out. I don't know. Um, went through like a wormhole I'll, I'll, or something. I'll, I'll yeah, ask you. I'll ask you the last question, if you heard it. Oh, I heard but, it loud and clear, and I was like, okay. well, I think I, I gave a hell of an answer, too. Oh, um, give it again. No, I'm kidding. I have, I have That's a fucking tough question. You're thinking, who's the who's the team that's going to leave or, or, or change something or go somewhere, go with somebody? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, who, who's – call your shot. Who, who do you think is, like, the next defector? Ah, fuck it. I'll say – uh. Miami or Florida State. That was kind of like my gut. Was like they're crazy. Florida's crazy. Fuck it. I'll say they go somewhere. Um, they go to the SEC. Florida State to the SEC. They jump uh, my, shit too. My my pick would be Oklahoma State. I I don't think people realize like how big of a school that actually is. I mean they're kind of in the shadows of Oklahoma if you look at athletically, well football basically. But um, I know. RIP and peace to him. T Boone's not with us anymore, but I'm sure he left that that place a ton of money in in his wake. So, you know, I I think. And then if you look like they just had the number one draft pick in the NBA, so and they always kind of have like a proud basketball tradition. Uh, I don't know if you guys are in the wrestling or not. I'm I'm kind of in the college wrestling a little bit. Not I'm not an expert, but Oklahoma State's one of the three like all-time programs, you know, in college wrestling. So I'm sure that has some value. I don't think they make any revenue off from it. It probably breaks even if, if at best. But um, I would like to see them in the Big Ten, especially if you're going to get Kansas. You kind of already have Nebraska, so you're in that deep part of the, you know, the yeah. mid point of the country. You need schools out there. So Them in Iowa, like wrestling. I mean, that would yeah. be awesome. That would be. I mean, they already kind of have a non-league duel anyway, but with some actual real, real stakes for like a Big Ten championship, that would that'd be awesome. And then Bobby, like, I'm just gonna say it. Like, I get it. You guys have your NBC contract, and you're fucking booked up through the ACC, ACC for like the next 400 years. It seems like just come, just come to the Big Ten. It, it's a glove geographically. Academically, traditionally, all good sports like Notre Dame is is solid at just about every goddamn thing. Just come, make it happen. Hey, I mean we're we're already in the Big Ten for hockey, and we take yes. care of that almost every year. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean the shot. ACC the ACC like deal through twenty thirty six or whatever. That's uh, crazy. Again, like same thing. Like I said about Oklahoma and Texas leaving possibly next year. It's just money, and the amount of money that Notre Dame donors, alumni, and the national brand that they have, it just brings in ungodly amounts of money that not even the Catholic Church would turn an eye to. Um, mm. I, I would like to see us back in the big. I go to the big to not say back just because. Get the rivalry back with Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. We're already playing Ohio State the next two years, playing Wisconsin this year, Purdue again this year. As long as we can keep the rivalry games with USC, Navy, I, I feel like it would be a good Like Boston College, that'd be nice. It's Like Notre Dame, I feel it was like rivals with every school. <laughs> like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. 
I mean, Stanford. I mean, it's, it's it's all these old. Boston College would be a good one to come to the Big Ten too. I mean, you've already it's, got Rutgers in New Jersey. Might as well go to Massachusetts. Yeah, it's all it's all Fielding Yost's fault too. He he's the one way back, way back at the turn of the century that didn't want Notre Dame playing anybody in the Midwest. He's strong on Notre Dame, so they just start going the out to the West Coast and New York City and playing Army and USC, and now you guys have rivalry with USC because they both kind of popped off at the same time way back then. So I'll take some responsibility on the Michigan side of things. I'm sorry for fielding use for being a jerk, but that was over 100 years ago. Just just come home. You're already home. Just come home. And I'll take responsibility being a Buckeye fan and the fact that, like, our our team is probably too daunting to want to have to play year in, year out. So that probably has a little bit to do with it. Listen, um, I want Michigan to go to the MAC just for a few years, kind of kind of lick our wounds, build some confidence up in football, and then – Just like relegation in the English Premier League. Yes, <laughs> yes. We deserve to be relegated. So, um, yeah, it should happen. I don't know. Uh, all right, man. Uh, I think that's nice and tight. 45. I'm glad Bryce was able to survive. Really just crush those technical difficulties on his end. But That uh, won't happen again, guys. I'm sorry. Well, oh, who can say? I think my, my phone connected with, like, the Bluetooth in my car. And, oh, well, hey, that's fine. Yeah. It happens. It could be like Norway that one time. For some reason, he did it from his car, which I'm not <laughs> judging anybody doing it from their car, but. Um, I don't know if it got too hot for him or whatever. He just opened the door and then the door jar alarm just fucking went off for <laughs> 30 minutes straight. So, <laughs> like, you gonna get that or uh, to come meet you and shut your door for you? Or yeah, so. it's fine. I've been like, I've been in line at McDonald's for this whole time, so I'm getting ready to order. So it kind of works out perfectly to where. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're done. Uh, that's we'll uh, we'll come we'll rally. We'll come back next week. Um, Bryce guaranteed no more technical difficulties. Um, we're going to do the SEC next, so 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 bring your Paul Feinbaum energy, and uh, we'll be back next week to preview the SEC. Uh, Bryce, any famous last words? Uh, you know, I can like say it with some confidence and just like it's happening. We're so close to it, but hey, just go Buckeyes, go Browns. Training camp football's here, man. It's here in my book. Yeah, it's exciting. Bobby. Uh, echo that sentiment. We got the first football game tomorrow, the Hall of Fame game, and yes. featuring featuring your six-time Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steelers. So mm-hmm. go Steelers. Go Irish. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Follow the show. Twitter, Facebook, at Podcast PCAST. On all available major podcasting platforms and minor ones. We don't discriminate. Uh, Thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. We'll be back next time. Thanks.